Joey, Phoebe, Chandler, Monica, Ross, Rachel, to us that are phenomena. Here is our confession, for it's an obsession that never passed, so we made a podcast. I'm Adele. I'm Zoe. And this is Friends from A to Z. Hello, everybody out there, and welcome to this episode of Friends from A to Z, where today we are talking about Season 2, Episode 5, the one with five steaks and an eggplant. Yes. Good title, that, I think. Uh, yes. I think we mentioned that for us, aubergine yes. would have brought it to life a little bit more. Yeah, but doesn't sort of it's flow as well. No. The word eggplant. Five steaks and an egg. Uh, five steaks and aubergine. Yeah, eggplant. I recently went in a cooking class, and there is a plant that looks like an egg, which is a baby. It's like in the aubergine family. And that's why it's called an eggplant. Why else did you think it was called an eggplant? <laughs> did you know this? Yes. Oh god! Maybe literally like this week. I went to the cooking class. <laughs> they're like, "Here's this little plant, and it looks like an egg. And that's why it's called an eggplant." Oh, like, oh. Well, there you go. You've learned something. Okay. Um, so we're going to do the usual thing, aren't we, Zoe? We've got a few bits we want to talk about, things that we like, things we don't like. We're going to look at some of the IMDb data yes. and all that kind of stuff. Yes. And then our friends through a lens. Friends through a lens. So Let the lens descend. Anything a bit weird or culturally significant. Yes. Or that maybe you wouldn't see in television. 25 years on. 25 years on, yeah. Very good. All right. So we come to... The epidemic. Oh, here we go. Right, so we start it off. Let's listen to Adele's epidemic, which is the episode in the form of a limerick. So you're going to recap us on what's going on in this one with the stakes in the eggplant uh, in a jazzy format. Okay. Chandler thinks he wowed Bob's ex in bed, but was awkward and bumpy instead. Money causes a rift with a badly judged gift, but then Mon finds herself in the red. Oh, so good. Rifting gift. That's so, so good. So Chandler thinks he wowed Bob's ex in bed, awkward and bumpy stuff. And you've got the word bumpy in there as well, because <laughs> yeah. that's a specific piece of feedback yeah. she has that uh, it was just kind what of a word. bumpy. So that's one storyline that Chandler's going on there. And then um, the big one is the money causes a rift. Yeah. Badly judged gift, and it is. It still all starts from this idea that Ross is getting a big old hoopla for his birthday. <laughs> Does a hoopla? Does a hoopla? Uh, and then one finds herself in the red. You need some financial knowledge, a basic in financial knowledge to understand that one. That's true, and I apologise for that, but I was really struggling to be able to make that work. No, so, of course. Yeah, because of course what we mean is that at the end, unfortunately, yeah. Monica gets... Fired. She switches sides in that little friendship group of who's got money and who hasn't. She certainly does, in which there is a little lesson, obviously. Of course. Yeah. Well, let's find out about that lesson and more about the one with five steaks and an eggplant. Let's go. This is then episode five of season two, the one with five steaks and eggplant. Let's find out a little bit more about what went on in the episode. Uh, IMDB, the recap there is the gang are divided by income issues. Monica, Ross and Chandler have money and Rachel, Phoebe and Joey don't. Mm. Well, that's fairly blunt, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's, it's functional <laughs> as a description. It's a bit sort of simplistic, isn't it? When we Rachel, Phoebe, Joey have some money, it's all they don't have any, but yeah, it's the, the key point, I guess. Yeah. Netflix says... Income issues divide the friends. Monica, Ross and Chana have money. 
Phoebe, Rachel and Joey don't. Mm, is this our yeah. first example of it being exactly the same? Oh, no, no, no. It's totally different. Income issues divide the friends, says Netflix. The gang are divided by income issues, says IMDb. Everything else oh, is exactly the same. That was worth it. Changing wow, yeah, yeah, someone's got, someone's been paid, that's why they get paid the big bucks, yeah. right, to change the words around <laughs> on that first one. And how do you feel about that as a recap? Because that is obviously the dominant storyline. Mm. There's other stuff going on as well, isn't there? Yeah, there's steaks and eggplants. Well, there's stuff that we know going on from your wonderful epidemic, which had three more things in it, because the Bob Chandler thing is actually quite a big storyline in the yeah. episode. Yeah, episode starts with that and uh, goes all the way through. And it's disconnected from the money thing that one isn't it yes. that could happen independent yes. of that yes money storyline yeah yeah um well let's talk about that in a second then uh, how do the people find this episode mm, well this is interesting Zoe so it's kind of in the IMDB data so what we do is look at the rankings that are on freely available on IMDB and we've looked at the whole series and see where this one fits in in the ranks of season two it's 15th on IMDB it scores 8.3 and that is slightly lower than I consider it myself. So it's just outside the top 10 for me. It's 11th okay. for me of season mm-hmm. two. But we're hobbing around the sort of middle area of the table ish. Right. Did you say 15th? 15th, okay. yeah. What about you? 8th uh, for me. Oh, so in the top 10? Yeah, there's some things that make me laugh, and there's quite interesting things here. You know, some of these episodes are like just. Sort of just uh, what do you say? Throw away, fairly meaningless things. Yeah. But this one's actually got a bit of real. But you can see that this would be an issue. This money for divide. Sure. And uh, how they navigate it, I'm mostly okay with. Some of it annoys me. Yeah, and a bit like the heckles one. Mm. There are some life lessons in here as well. Yeah. Like kind of elevating up to some more. Yeah. Stuff that yeah can resonate with real life as yeah. well as being fictional. Can I just shock you? Oh. Yes. <gasps> what are you thinking right now? Put your top back on. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Ranker.com, yep. top 100 episodes, yep. is a uh, elusive beast that <laughs> a lot of, we've had, I think we've had three out of... Three in season one. Yeah. Zero so far in yeah. season two. Is it in there? No. <laughs> no, it isn't. Oh. <laughs> Ranker.com's top 100 Friends episodes of all time. Well, that is interesting. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, and what number is it? It's number 62. Okay. Well, that's pretty high, actually. Yeah, I mean, it, well, second half, right? Not, yeah, not over 50, good. or under 50, I should hmm. say. But... It's the first one of season two. Yeah. Yeah, you're, I can see you're kind of... Well, I thought you might say maybe over. like a 90th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Better than that. Interesting. I don't know why I'm kicking off so much, because it's my eighth best episode, so... Yeah. Uh, I get it. Okay. All right, well, then should we... Let's try and figure about, it out. Yeah, let's figure out why, uh, <laughs> why, what the good bits are then. So there's two maybe main storylines here. You've got the whole Ross's birthday starts a whole conversation about money. Mm-hmm. But actually the episode starts a little bit before that with the kind of opener teaser, which is all about Barb. Barb. Do you want to tell us about Barb? Yeah, so Bob, we can glean from this, is the old resident of Chandler's... Well, either the old resident of Chandler's apartment or Chandler changed his phone number and Bob used to have that phone yeah. number from somewhere. Yeah. One yeah. of those two things. Because he gets a phone call from someone who yeah. starts leaving a message on the machine looking Hi, for Bob. Bob. It's Jane. Yeah, I'm looking for Bob. 
And therein begins a funny kind of, you know, yeah, there's got some funny jokes in it. And particularly, you know, we've used the words awkward and bumpy already. We'll come back to those. Mm. So there are some very funny moments in this. But really a pretty hard-to-believe storyline because Chandler pretends to be Bob, mm. sets up a date mm. with this person, Jade, mm. and then use... And, and, and it's better than it could be because he doesn't then somehow pretend to be Bob in person. Mm. But what he does is pretends he has a kind of sixth sense that she's been let down by somebody. Yeah. And that then results in him effectively deceiving her to try and get her into bed. Yeah. Which he does do. Which he does do. Yeah. Backfires though, doesn't it? Thank God, really, because... (laughs) Thank God. Because uh, otherwise this would feel a little bit mm, icky, I think, this storyline, if it didn't backfire. It's ethically slightly questionable, isn't it? Yeah, and do you know who the ethical voice is? Ross. Mm -hmm. Because he is actually Mm -hmm. like, don't do this, stop doing this. Mm -hmm. And that's important for Ross's character because, as we know, we want Ross to be a solid... Uh, integral kind of guy because he's almost a kind of father figure isn't he sometimes yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Chandler challenges Ross's morals in a couple of very funny ways he says horny and alone oh yeah yeah pure evil pure evil horny and alone I've done this I've done this yeah yeah and then later on one of my favourites where he goes we don't know Bob we know me we like me please let me be happy I think that's that's funny that's funny yeah but yeah yeah, it's a bit, bit dodgy isn't it and um it's also, I mean, we shouldn't pick holes in it too much because it's a comedy show and it's not meant to be completely factual, but there's no way she would think that was Bob when he picked up the phone. Fa- like, he, on a couple of occasions, he mm. has relatively involved conversations with mm. her. She never mm. once goes, oh, how's yeah. Jack or whatever? You know, yeah, like she, yeah, there's yeah. nothing of any familiarity there's in the conversation. there's no familiarity. And no. there's also... <laughs> oh, are you still doing the same job? You know, like, I've seen nothing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and... and of course, the voice. Surely, if this was an intimate relationship you had had with someone in the past, you'd be like, she "That's not the voice." Yeah, I mean, you suspend your belief there. I wasn't too too bothered about that. That's, no, that's okay. It's um, I mean, when she when she uh, is talking on that first answer phone message, um, she said, "You know, I've been doing the usual aerobics, partying." Oh, and yeah, by the way, those are my legs on the new James Bond poster. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, it's just so superficial. It's just so it? shallow, isn't it? So shallow. And that's, also, that's the perfect thing that she's fit and she likes to party. And she's got great legs. Yeah. 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 And also, and so you could say, yeah, that's that's a pretty yeah, unfortunate summary of then that and then he's like, I love her. You yeah, know, it's exactly. like, oh yeah, these things make me love her. But also that how many lies, what lengths in this case, Chandler will go to right to get someone to sleep with him. Like he would happily, fully deceive. I mean, I suppose he did say. I'm assuming he told her his real name and stuff like that. Yeah. So he, it is. It is him that she sleeps with. They just met through a yeah a fake uh, premise. Premise. Yeah. Which you know, how would you feel about that if then you found out later on uh, the guy had just tricked you? Basically, well, it's not be right, great. Is it? And it's it, it is Chandler in a light that is. I mean, we do see that you know he with the with the older woman that he has a kind of fling with in season one. That was all very sexual. Yeah. And Jill Goodacre that he's kind of wowed with. Yeah. And, but you know he also hasn't learnt a lesson from Mister Heckles just a few. Um, 
episodes ago where he's like, I'm not forming meaningful relationships with women in my oh, life. Yeah. <laughs> he's just been through that whole thing and seen heckles die and go, I'm going to end up alone. You know, I go out these and I pick on these little things. And what's he done? He's thrown himself now into a situation which is the least meaningful thing yeah. in the world. I mean, there is something, I suppose, quite daring about the distinction between, if you like, sex and love in this. You know, for mainstream TV, yeah, it's quite brave to be like, all, all I'm not, and not, not in a, not in a bad way, but you know, he's literally like, this is going to be some kind of fling, yeah, um, and that's what I'm looking for, and and I don't, I deserve it because I'm alone and you know, horny. <laughs> <laughs> and his way that he says to Ross, oh yeah, I'll just get, you know, I'll get my coat, and uh, by the way, I had sex today, and Ross like, wow, yeah. that's so cool, like, it's, it's the goal, isn't it? And how, also, it shows you how rarely that opportunity would come around, because mm. where does he meet new people, like, you know, where are the opportunities to kind of, you know, ju- I mean, you know, they obviously approach people in Central Park all the time and stuff, but you could see sort of how unlikely it would be that you would just have some kind of casual sex with somebody which kind of brings me to my first friends who are lens yeah because in modern day london certainly i'm sure other parts of the country yeah just wouldn't happen you'd just be on tinder you wouldn't be you wouldn't be needing to have these very involved um orchestrated deceptions or theaters to try and get people to talk to you or to approach somebody You'd just choose someone on an app and you'd mutually agree to meet up and not be horny and alone anymore. <laughs> be horny, <laughs> but not alone. <laughs> it would have ruined this storyline if Tinder existed. Well, but actually, this storyline could still very much happen in 2018 because it's uh, he could have just got a text. And actually, it would have been even easier for him oh. to pretend that he was Bob because you could... Say, you know, they could have not actually spoken to each other. They could have just done the whole through the whole thing through WhatsApp. I don't know whether he would have had the motivation to do it though, because he would well, have. But then maybe she would have sent pics of her legs or sent him a picture of the name. James Bond. Oh, we're going movie. down a hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're going down a hole. Uh, but uh, this does have some brilliant moments, though, right? Yeah. You, t- it does. you talked about when Ross is at his apartment and Chandler's like, "I had sex today," and then she calls back, mm-hmm. and he has another chat to her in Bob's voice. And he's just, there's a brilliant setup where he's told Ross certain facts about the encounter right. in a positive light. Yeah. She was biting her lip to stop from screaming. Oh, yes. And then that comes back yeah. on the call. And my favourite thing about this is you've got Chandler having the conversation yeah. and having to respond to what's going on. Yeah. But you've got Ross who has no dialogue, but but totally brings the whole yeah, thing to life. Yeah. From the first kind of, he can't even look at Chandler when she starts saying, Ugh, you know, oh, that wasn't, it wasn't great. Yeah. He's like looking up at the ceiling, like, where do I look? Where do I look? But he's also hopeful for Chandler. He's like, could we spin this in something? <laughs> no, 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 no. She's absolutely. <laughs> and how embarrassing for Chandler. Yeah. I mean, oh my yeah, goodness yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. But really he bloody bad. deserves it. Yeah. Thank it God she does that. Yeah. You know, slightly weird is that, because she, so she, this whole thing is where she rings back to talk to Bob because she's saying, trying to make him jealous. Oh, by the way, I text yeah. Andre. So Chandler is picking up the phone, pretending to be Bob again. Thinking she's going to be like, I don't need you anymore. I've met yeah, this great I've guy. Yeah, I've met this great guy. <clears throat> so that starts with an answer phone message. That's why Chandler then picks up the call because he's like, oh, it's her. Yeah. And then when he picks up, it's still playing on the answer phone so we can all hear. 
Oh yeah, for the, for the purposes of it be, uh, it's uh, slightly weird. Yeah, so it's good that um, you know he was being actually a bit of a childish idiot, yeah. Chandler, and she has the power here. Yeah, yeah. You know what I quite like as well is a little tiny detail, but awkward and bumpy. Not a great summary of Dan's encounter with somebody. And you get this sense that even later on, like, you know, he has all these insecurities about Kathy and stuff because he's like, oh, yeah, and he's like, I'm not, don't think I'm great at this stuff, and Joe's really good. What's really lovely is then when he and Monica get together, um, it's the best best. you ever have. Yeah, exactly. So there's just this lovely sort of subtext here that you don't really see until later, but that it's not about being good or not being good, it's about the combination of. Two people. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I just think that's really nice. Her heart, Jade's heart was not in this. She wants Bob, so yeah. it's never going to be that, that yeah. great for her. Yeah. And yeah, he's just kind of deceiving her. And so it's never going to be a truthful, real, authentic encounter. Yeah. 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 I'm sure it wouldn't have been the same with Joey, but still. <laughs> and it actually ends with Joey... Uh, when she calls back again <laughs> yeah. for Bob and Joey, uh, this is a very well, the end credits are yeah. playing over as a sort of uh, funny little end of the episode. And he scrabbles for the phone. Joey scrabbles for the phone. Apparently, was supposed to say Bob here and get the phone, uh, but Matt LeBlanc is so clumsy he fell over on oh, the way. Much better to though. the fo- and much better. So yeah, yeah, if you watch it, you can see that he, yeah. he, when he's fallen over. Yeah, because he is a very clumsy person. Matt LeBlanc. Have you ever seen like bloopers where, where he falls running into Central yeah, Park and, stuff. and they all take the Happening, yeah. um, and yeah. he breaks his oh no, he breaks his arm doing other things, but he's but still, uh, he's pretty <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's the Chandler thing, yes. The, the bigger storyline, yes, is around the money situation, yeah. So we talked about this a bit already, but bas- basically, what happens is there's a divide because there's a lot of things being organized and maybe a little insensitivity from the ones that have more secure, more highly paid jobs. Yeah. Who are doing nice things, you know, they're wanting to celebrate people's birthdays and promotions yeah. and stuff like that. But it kind of raises this issue that there are not the same means between all of the members of the group. Yes. And therefore, how do you tackle that? Yeah. Because it's very difficult. So this episode is in your top ten. Mm. I'm going to kind of assume it's this storyline rather than the Chandler one that puts it in there. Um, yeah, I've really been a bit uh, sort of down on the Chandler storyline. I do. There are some really funny moments in the Chandler one, which actually, so as a kind of secondary storyline, I still think it's quite an interesting storyline. I think mm. it's still quite funny. So that held, has elevated it up for me. Like when she says, "Well, there wasn't much time to get used to it." Oh yeah, 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 that's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, yeah. So, so as a kind of secondary one, that is funny. But yeah, this one's the this one's more interesting isn't it because i think it's based in a real insight yeah when they're trying to make insights out of things that aren't really there or can't really resonate with me then you lose that relevance you lose that kind of connection and this one i think you go yeah this is an actual problem yeah let's see how they navigate it they do not navigate it perfectly they do not oh you see it sounded quite they do not well only because I have a bit of a double-edged sword with this storyline because mm. I agree with you completely. I think it's a it's a very real yeah. issue. Yeah. I think the way it's treated with how the um, the how the writers dealt with it, I think yeah. is really good. Okay. And particularly, particularly the scene in the restaurant, I think is great. Mm-hmm. Not least because that waiter is absolutely amazing. <laughs> I'll just be over here on the edge of my seat. Sitting on the edge of my seat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I love my very close candidate for me for favourite joke was Rachel with her side salad saying, "I don't know, 
Why don't you put it just here on the side? Yeah, why would you look the side of that? Right on the side, nice and my water. Yeah, yeah, no, I like that. Um, but at the same time, I do struggle with it, but only because I think they've done it so well. Because I just don't like it when they fall out, and they. Aww. And this is not a silly spat over, you know, like. A few episodes ago, we had that bit where they all revealed each other's secrets, and that was kind of a yeah, bit of a yeah, spark. Yeah, yeah, it's like third nipple type territory. Yeah, and they were all, if you like, they were all kind of betraying each other's yeah. confidences. This is different. This is really awkward, and that mm. bit in the restaurant when they, oh god, you just, I've just, I'm sure you've been there. I've been there where you go out like that, and you are very frugal in your choices, and then someone's just like. Or maybe you know you're not you're not drinking alcohol That's or whatever. The bugger that gets yeah. It was when you're know, not just, drinking and then you split the bill. And, and that's fifty like, quid each. Yeah, you know, and he's like, like, I've had one course and a diet coke. Yeah, you know? yeah. And you sit there and you shut up and you never say anything. Yeah. yeah. And and the fact that they have to broach it because this situation is in, unsustainable. They yeah. cannot keep financing no, this lifestyle. No. I've got to say it. And one of the things I really like about it is when they eventually broach the topic and Joey sort of tries to explain what's going on. The three that do have the money, their body language. They totally close in. And I like that Chandler says that they pick up something's going on, and then Chandler says, You can tell us. You know, Ross says, It's us. And I think Ross goes, Hello, it's us. We'll be fine. That's but money is one of the most sensitive topics in any dynamic of a relationship. So they can I think even though they think, you know, what could it be? Because you start thinking something maybe more emotional or whatever, you know. But when he says you can tell us, I'm sure he means it genuinely. But mm. actually, it creates mm. such a mm. such a sort of horrible brick wall. And there's quite uh, there's quite an awkward moment. I think Charles says, "Well, let's talk about it." And Phoebe just sits back and goes, "Let's." And it's like, "Oh, it's perfect." And then Joey is just squirming so much, it's like, "We don't, we don't, we we don't have money as much money as you guys." And yeah. Then I go, oh. Yeah. And there's that bit where Ross they they contest the bill don't they and then ross says maybe we'll just pay for what we had mm. it's not a problem mm. and phoebe goes not for you yeah. you know it's this little yeah. under the breath like yeah. spiteful it's bubbling out of yeah. them because they're so resentful um, so i love it because i think it's real it yeah. resonates yeah. and it's not one of these kind of silly you know this would never happen kind of stories yeah. but i just don't like that i don't know how you resolve it cuz it doesn't get super resolved does it and it actually well it causes some friction then from that point so then they go back the next day and it's um it is uh uh funny where Char- they go hey guys what's this you've got and then uh monica says what's in the bag what's in the bag oh i've got five steaks and an eggplant for phoebe and and uh, go what else is that and Charlotte just goes so this wasn't as dorky out yeah. <laughs> yeah because then because they got away the three of them and thought okay and they're supposed to be quite naive to the situation. They didn't really seem to have any sense that they're doing things that cost more money and that these other guys can't afford it. So they are then their immediate reaction is to be charitable with it and go, okay, they don't have as much as us, so we'll just start buying them stuff and we'll start treating them to stuff. But then that turns into a bit of sort of a charity case thing. And I'm trying to be generous to them. I see this as what they what they see the current issue as Ross's birthday. So I think they think, um, yeah. well, this will create a solution to Ross's birthday yeah. because we'll ju- we can we can just treat them to the tickets and yeah. and the thing. What they hadn't quite heard mm. was that yeah, this is a this is an ongoing issue. We Consistent. we need to adapt 
our social life choices yeah. going forward. Yeah. Not, we yeah. can't afford the ticket yeah. to Hootie and the Blowfish. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I really wrestle with this. Like, what, what do you, what do you think about the fact that they bought them that gift and they tried to do that? Like, if you put yourself in their shoes, what would you do? If I was, which side of this? So if you were Monica Ross and Chandler, I think I would do the same. I think I'd be like. Let's just smooth this over for now and we'll get the tickets, don't worry about it, let's all go. But then I do totally get that the other lot yeah. are like, well, now we're just charity. Because they're not going to enjoy it because they feel... Yeah, they feel indebted to the people. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or they feel even worse, they feel like they have to enjoy it because yeah. they didn't pay for it themselves. It's such a complex issue. Yeah. And I can see it from both sides because... Yeah. And then you get this the progression of the conversation where Monica's like, well, we just won't go then. Yeah. And then Rachel says, well, what? You, you can't do anything without us. You yeah. Know? And you're kind of in this catch-22. You think, well, I don't want to go and have a good time and do interesting, fun things that I want to come back and tell you about because you're my friend. Yeah. But that you couldn't do. But then I want to do the thing that I've got the money to do. So yeah. it's just... And this is why I think I struggle with it because I I can't... There's no simple solution to it, and I feel the awkwardness and the sensitivity of the situation, and I don't like it. Because you could think that when, I suppose Ross especially, he's got some responsibility, he's got a PhD, he has, he has trained and educated himself super hard mm. to get a job. Is he working in a museum at this point, I think? Yeah. And, you know, he'll have a fairly, maybe not high-stress job, but a very, he's he's... Put a lot of years and a lot of experience to get this job. Whereas Rachel will sort of serve coffee. She's a, you know she's a waitress. Like they are different things. Just a waitress. She's just just a waitress. Uh, yeah, you think and, and they Joey, would think Joey about it a bit faffing more. about with a few auditions. You kind of think that. Whereas Monica, you know, well supposedly is that you know till two in the morning working in a hard head chef job. So you think well they do work harder. That they should be able to go in it. They want to go to Hootie and Blowfish. They work really hard for it. They want to do that. So you can see why they would want to do these things. But in the same way, mm. they kind of earned it and deserve mm. to do the things. But yeah, you've got three people who don't can't do it. What do you think about Chandler's comment when he says, "Maybe if you feel this big, that's just how you feel." Yeah, yeah. You know, so he's yeah. kind of saying, yeah. "You frame this. You're responsible yeah. for framing this in yeah. whatever way you want. We yeah. can't." change how you feel mm, you know because mm. they take they take that in a bit of a funny way joey's like now you're telling us how we feel and i think that's not what he's saying mm. he's saying you can choose how you yeah. feel about this the circumstances are what they are yeah but yeah this and this is what i mean like i think it's so well done mm. that it almost that for me i wouldn't mark it down as a result but it but it i find it a bit uncomfortable oh, to watch because it's very uncomfortable like, and they're like right fine we'll go to the concert fine fine and they walk out and you feel bad and then they do make a little joke because <laughs> really we're gonna go in six hours <laughs> we're gonna go then yeah <laughs> yeah i do so they go to the concert and then they do have this moment where they're like well should we just leave before the concert starts and i always think that's a bit of a silly moment because yeah. you're there you're not gonna you know you're bloody there now you might as well sit there and watch it yeah in, a, um, in the, something the size of someone's living room i don't know what's going I know, on it's, it's the so tiniest small. little concert it's arena. always it's brilliant whenever the friends do this where they're in some situation that's meant to be in a kind of crowded public place yeah uh and how ridiculous all the other extras are that are around them. yeah it's brilliant. when the music starts the dancing oh it's great except for next episode where well, we'll talk about that next episode, but I think there's a really good bit of scenery in the next episode. 
Oh, really? The one with the bus. Yeah. Oh, when they're kind of yeah. busting around New York. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Anyway. Yeah. But these kinds of, kind of, sort yes. of stage yeah, yeah, things. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. love it when the music starts and you see there's a guy behind them. If you haven't watched it recently, I would encourage you to watch it again for this moment. Who starts dancing? Oh, and it's great because he really goes for it, even though the music's pretty. You also see how bad a dancer Chandler is. Like he starts <laughs> dancing, you're like oh, that's so good. So they watch it, and then they see little Stevie, Stevie Fisher. Fisher can't quite work out the age range on this because she. He says, "Oh, you used to be my babysitter, Monica," and she's meant to be like twenty five, twenty five, twenty six, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm now a lawyer." So he must be 22. So, so she was babysitting him when she was four years old. Yeah. Yeah. Although she says, but you're like eight. So unless she was babysitting him when she was 11. But then do people 11 babysit? No, I wouldn't have thought so. You'd be about 15, 16. Yeah. You? Yeah, which would make to her babysit. older than she was in season one when she was sleeping with that 17-year-old. She must be 10 years older than him. And if he's a lawyer, he's got to be 22, 23, which would make her mid-30s doesn't work. Yeah, anyway. I hadn't actually thought about that at all. But yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry, I've totally ruined that for you. Anyway, so they get to go backstage and then they're in the coffee house the next day. Yeah. And it all comes out that they, you party with Hoodie and the Blowfish? We were just sitting at home getting Joey's fingers. <laughs> I love that. Uh, just a little friends through a lens moment at the gig before we move on to yeah. uh, the central perk yeah. progression. Not one person holding up a mobile phone at that gig. Oh, lovely. I know. Good. Well, I mean, you wouldn't, would you? Not many people would have even had them probably at that point. No. But what a striking difference to yes. today where yeah. just everyone would be watching the live event through their little Through a thing. You just, just see a whole host of little... Yeah torch little things yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Good. Uh, yeah so it turns out then of course that they've actually little stevie fisher is lawyer part of the band entourage yeah and they've gone backstage and been physically involved with yeah. some blowfish yeah she's got a hickey what's that on your neck i fell down uh and then she says that great line she's like that would be the work of a blowfish. <laughs> so yeah. funny. I always think, did they choose Hootie and the Blowfish just to make that joke? Oh, maybe they did, because you don't, the band aren't in there, are they? No. And then you get this sort of full circle thing then, don't you? Because this point about they can't win. Mm. They went to the yeah. concert. This thing happened. You yeah. would ne- they would never go, oh, no. no, we're not coming backstage no, because no, of our because, friends. Yeah. This happens. And then the others are really angry with yeah, them because they a had a good time. Rubbish, isn't it? It's a oh, bit rubbish. Man. Hey, Blowfish, suck on my neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, my favourite joke is in that scene. Me too. Oh. Oh. This has never happened. Have we ever had the same no. joke? No, no. But you know, we've got to this point before where we've both gone, it's in that scene and, and then it's still it's totally different. different. Go on then. Is it about dads? Yes! Yes! No way! It's happened! Oh my goodness me! Oh. Go on. So Monica's saying with Stevie... Uh... <laughs> I'm so pleased. <laughs> the babysitter... And he's like, um, he's like, so were, were, were you one of the ones that fooled around with my dad? And it's like a throwaway comment. End of scene. Yeah. Yeah. Next time she goes, well, I ran into Stevie Fisher. And she's like, uh, you know, you used to be with him. And she goes, oh, I remember him. Hey, how's his dad? Yeah. And again, throwaway comment, but just a wonderful moment if, if you've connected those two things and you, you've picked that up. So, yeah. 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 Love it. Yeah. That's really funny because I changed that at the last minute. Originally, it was the, I don't know, why don't you put it down here by the side of my water? Oh, yeah, yeah. That was my favourite joke. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, no, this is better because of the 
little clue earlier yeah. that they closed that little what circle. What an exciting moment for us. That is first time It's sort of like ever. our 29th episode or something and we've just got the same joke. Which yeah. shows the wonderness of Friends. There's so many jokes. Yes, yeah, that's very true. not just the only one. Yeah, and then, so... Um, oh, yeah, well, this is it. Yeah, it's very sad, isn't it? Because it turns out this is where you link back and why Five Stakes and an Eggplant, I think, is a really good title. Do you know I was going to ask you about this? Because in the teaser last episode, you said it's a great title. Mm. Tell me why. Uh, well, for me personally, mm. it I don't know why, but it helps me remember... You know, sometimes you were saying the topics, you can't then remember which episode it is. The titles, mm. you can't then remember mm. which episode it is. Mm. Because the main thing that happens is not the thing that's in the yeah. title. For this, it links really closely to me, because... For me. Because Five Steaks and an Eggplant is the gift that... Or it's the kind of catalyst of the fallout. Because if they hadn't have... If they'd have just said, right, we won't do these fancy dinners anymore, yeah. probably it would have fizzled out. But they don't. They come in and Monica's like, I've got five steaks and an eggplant and these tickets and this thing. So for me, it kind of encapsulates there's something about the offer of that food that kicks off. It's like the sort of, the sort of sparking point of this massive row that then, that then happens. But of course, it's then the reason... Monica gets fired. Yeah. And again, it's a little throwaway comment where she says, oh, we changed meat suppliers at work and I the guys know. gave they me five sticks to say thank you. And then but her... you know, at that point when she says that, actually the camera's only on her. It's always it's like... like... you're supposed to log that somewhere. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes, yeah. And then, of course, at the end, she gets this phone call. They're all arguing in yeah, Central Perk yeah. and she's trying to have this call from her pager. Very exciting. She Friends will end. Yeah. yeah. And she gets fired because it's counted as kind of gross misconduct bribery type yeah. stuff yeah. to get take these five stakes yeah so for me it just really li- it, it it's an abstract concept but it links in my mind anyway i never forget which one this is even oh, though it's got a really obscure title right. i always remember it's the one yeah, where they argue about money and it's gets a symbol of the, yeah. of the stuff yeah and then i suppose the lesson here a little bit is that joey's the one who goes give me that bill oh. you know he's the one who hasn't got any money and then he asked chandler for yeah the money. and he just goes okay it's only four dollars <laughs> yeah, like, yeah okay and i suppose you can't put a price on friendship because when the when the chips are down when the stakes are out when stakes are down no when it goes but, wrong yeah <laughs> uh, stake in the ground i was trying to make a pun on stake um it's it's your friend's money doesn't matter. It's meaningless. It's about yeah. friendships and emotion and support. Yeah. And and that's kind of how they resolve it, isn't it? They never yeah. have a big chat no. or anything. No. This represents to them then, actually, we rally around Monica because yeah. one minute you could be able to afford nice dinners in restaurants. And that's you're it. in your you 20s, you live in a big city, you're young, security is hard to find. Next thing, you need help paying Because your, soon, yeah. in the next... Yeah, she's going to go start asking her dad for, for loans and stuff. She hasn't got any money. Well, this is the other interesting thing about this episode, I think, because in a way, we, we put another pause on story progression here because Julie's only mentioned once yeah. in the very, very yeah. beginning. Yeah. We, we find out she's in South yeah. America or whatever, and that's it. That's why she's not in this episode. And nothing else really moves the story on, apart from Monica getting fired then actually opens up some really interesting episodes going forward yes. because of how she deals with that. Yes. Money obviously comes back in Friends quite a lot, and I think it's quite interesting because you have this whole running joke that Chandler basically finances Joey yeah. for most of his career. Yeah. Joey never seems to have a problem with that ever again. Oh, of course. And then when he's yeah, moving he out... he doesn't feel that small. He feels just great. Yeah. Even by the end of the episode, you pay the bill. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he does... He obviously does pay Chandler back eventually, doesn't he? With all, You know, he buys him all, all the... The Barker lounges and all that. Yeah. Kind of, Barker lounges? Barker lounges? 
Is it a P or a B? B. B. Barker Lounges. And later on, of course, when Chandler's moving in with Monica, he tries to give Joey money as well through playing mm. cups. So money does cups. come back, but it never seems to be a big I'm so good at cups. moral deal again, does it? It's No, and then Rachel goes on to be probably one of the highest earners out of them. Yeah. If not the highest, you know, fashion buyer for these big... Uh, I actually things. saw a stat on that the other day, and now I wish I had remembered it. It was who, earned, who which of the friends earned the most money. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And they did look at, they were like head chef at a top broker. She ends oh. up working at Jarvie or whatever, doesn't she? Which I think is supposed to be like Nobu or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I think, I, was it? Yeah, I think it was. No, oh, well, it was Joey in so uh, Days of Our Lives. Well, isn't that, that interesting? So actually two of them probably go on to earn the most because actually being university lecturer for Ross probably wouldn't be that high paid. Than, yeah. Uh, it is. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, Rachel And Chandler be... being going into advertising and... Uh, oh, that's what they did job. actually. They did, you'd love it. It was like a trend chart of their oh, salaries. I've got to find it. A friend it. chart. <laughs> oh! Yeah. Uh, and Chandler actually peaks. Yeah, Chandler's earning more than anyone else when he is at his most senior, when he goes to Tulsa, basically, because he gets transferred to Tulsa as, like, yeah. MD of that, yeah. that yeah. place. So they've got him then at over $100,000 a year, and then he obviously quits when he's in Tulsa, and his advertising starting salary then brings him, like, Whoa. right the way back down. I must find it to show you. Bloody hell, that sounds amazing. Um, so, favourite joke, very exciting. We have the same yes. one. Who was your favourite friend oh, this episode? Come from Monica. Me too. Oh. <laughs> Hashtag me too or regular me too? <laughs> Just regular me too, Tina. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I stole that from Tina. <laughs> yeah, you why, do you, why do you choose her, Monica? Uh, well... I, I, it's funny when she just says that would be the work of a blowfish. She's kind of very central to the story. Yeah. She's got, you know, you feel bad for her when she loses her job. Yeah. And I feel like she, as much as we've talked about this, was it slightly misjudged? to have the whole idea of the given the stakes and buy the tickets. I feel like it came from a really good place. I feel like she genuinely felt, actually, I can see this is difficult and what can we do to help? And it may not have been the wisest thing to do in the end, but I really liked it because I thought she tried to do a nice thing. And then, yeah, it all backfires. Yeah, we've often said she's, she's, she's someone you'd want to be friends with. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Monica's just... Yeah, she's sort of lovely from start to finish, and as we've said many times, is still to develop from here. She's yeah. still not the full Monica that we go oh, on I to. Know. <laughs> <laughs> right, so that was the one with five steaks and an eggplant. So, uh, yeah, as you said, it's nicely titled mm-hmm. because that is a very kind of key symbol of the episode. So that was episode five. Yep. Um, so we're still very early in season two here, but we're moving into episode six yep. next week, which is the one with the baby on the bus. Yes. Sounds a bit more self-explanatory, that one, doesn't it? Very much so. Yeah. 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 So we hope you can join us for the next episode of Friends from A to Z. If you would be so kind as to subscribe wherever you listen, then you'll get a little notification when we put these new episodes up. They're going up one a week at the moment. And perhaps you would even be interested in giving us a rating on iTunes as well obviously as long as it's a good one yeah, yeah, yeah. we don't want bad rating uh, so that's it from us you can join in the conversation on Twitter you can find us at friends from A to Z and we'll see you next time for a baby having a ride on a bus that's our podcast thanks for listening to the end friends from A to Z we hope that you come back again you've got a Share our obsession too. We'll be 